It's February 15, 2017, and welcome to a brand new edition of Bite Marsh Cafe here on HPR1, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and of course, the startup scene. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. After checking the local SciTech calendar, we're going to dive into a conversation with Jolene Cogbill, Gail Grabowski, and Kahealani Uehara from Shamanad University. And we'll hear about the school's science, technology, engineering, and math or STEM program, and of course, the pathways it opens up into STEM careers. But first, we want to let you know of a couple of things coming up. Absolutely. So on Wednesday, February 22nd, the University of Hawaii is hosting its annual UH Tech Showcase. This is a great event that basically puts on stage or puts before the crowd some really great research that's happening at the university and specifically research that could be commercialized and turned into future business opportunities. It's hosted in part by UH, by Accelerate UH, the College of Engineering, and the UH Office of Technology Transfer and Economic Development or OTED. So you'll hear about oh, power meters, um, bowel disease treatments, a great mix of things. So again, that's Wednesday, February 22nd. It's going to take place in the morning from 7.45 to 10 a.m. It's going to be taking place at the Bankers Club at First Hawaiian Center downtown. For more information, you should call 956-9024 or send an email to OTED, O-T-T-E-D, at hawaii.edu. And of course, uh, coming up on the uh, on Monday, February twentieth, is the Hawaii State Vex IQ Middle School and Elementary School Robotics Championships. And of course, they'll be featuring eighty-two middle and elementary school robotics teams from all across the state. Again, this is on February twentieth, which is the Monday. It's a, it'll take place over at the Hawaii Convention Center on the fourth floor. So if you have Monday off, you want to go to the ballrooms A and B. It'll be from 9.30 a.m. in the morning to 3.15 p.m. in the afternoon. The championships will be the qualifying round for 10 middle school and 13 elementary uh, school teams to participate in the VEX IQ World Championships in Louisville, Kentucky on April in April 2017. So this is free and open to the public. If you want to see Kids getting involved with uh, robotics and having a good time about it. The you know mon- uh, Tuesday, uh, Monday, <laughs> February twentieth is the day to show up it's over at the always an exciting yeah. an event. And right before we get to our conversation about Shamanan University and their STEM program, we want to remind you: yes, this is the new Hawaii Public Radio. Great things, more of what you love, and the way you can get more of what you love includes the brand new Hawaii Public Radio app. So you can look for Hawaii Public Radio on the iTunes App Store for your iOS devices, or you can look for HPR on the Android uh, Play Store, Google Play Store for your Android devices. And not only can you listen to the live streams, you can read and listen to all shows and segments and news. It's a very nice update. That's right. So if you're not listening live, you can always listen. Well, you can listen live on on your iTunes or uh, uh, Google Play application. Get all the the information real time. Absolutely. So whether you're in a car or at home, wherever. Well, of course, joining us today are Jolene Cogbill, Gail Grabowski, and Kahealani Uehara. And, of course, Jolene specializes in cellular and molecular biology in the teaching and design of biological laboratory techniques uh, for, for, <laughs> for techniques in, uh, in the class. And, of course... Uh, Yes, and Gail is Director of Environmental Studies Program and Associate Director of the Pacific Symposium for Science and Sustainability. And last but not least, Kahealani or Kahea is a biochemistry major and Ho'o'ulu scholar at Shamanad. Of course, how is STEM cultivated as a pathway for students from high school into college? 
and we want to first welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you very Thank much. You. Pleasure, Pleasure to be, be here. here. Now, you know, since we have all three of you in the room, I wanted to maybe start off with Kahea to talk a little bit about what your experience was in high school that sort of got you interested in STEM. And so we'll we'll sort of take this pathway as you progress through high school, and then we'll get in, get into the sort of the college experience, uh, you know, with, with Gail and Jolene. Okay. So I was initially interested in science from my freshman year, and one of my teachers was a big inspiration to me. Um, his name is Michael Sana, Mr. Sana, and you may have known him from winning the Milken Education Educator Award recently. And so he was the one who brought me into biotechnology, and I was introduced to all of the science bench work, so like gel electrophoresis and DNA extractions. Mm. And I entered the science fair in my junior and senior year of high school, and I got to meet other or like professors. They would come and judge your poster at the science fairs. And so that's when I knew I wanted to go into science for my career. So I wasn't exactly sure at the time what I wanted to do, but just that I really liked chemistry and I liked the biology aspect. So that's when I went into Chaminade as a biochemistry major. So, so you know, from a, from a high school standpoint, in terms of your just taking classes, what was it about Waipahu that helped you focus in on your studies and, 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 you know, kind of building that interest around, you know, science, technology, engineering, math. I mean, what was it about the environment at, at Waipahu that encouraged that? Well, I was in the health pathway course at the time, and we would do these, our, all of our classes were directed towards a STEM field, pursuing mm. a career in the health field. And so we would focus a lot on like the physical sciences and life sciences. And we, I took AP biology and AP chemistry, mm-hmm. and that was what our teachers recommended us to do. So Do- Mr. Sana actually got a lot of money for us to buy new equipment. So actually, I was able to use a micro pipette in my sophomore year of high school. And when I came up to Chaminade, I noticed that a lot of other students didn't even know what a micro pipette mm. was. So I felt that I was fortunate at um, at by Pahu, actually. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and not to put you on the spot, we love talking to students. So what was it about Chaminade specifically as a college option that drew you to their program? So this is funny. I always talk about this. Um, I love the environment that Chaminade has. It's a smaller university, so we have about 1,200 undergrad students. And the average class size is 19, so that's something I'm already used to from Waipahu. And I just love the interaction you get the, with the professors, Um from freshman year, my professors knew my name. I don't think that was something I expected from a bigger university. And so I love that one-to-one interaction and the community at Chaminade. That's great. Now, I would love to hear from Gail and, and Jolene about the program. Maybe, Gail, you're the director of this environmental studies program, and, and you're looking at students coming into the program. How are you gearing the entry into Chaminade and, and sort of helping, you know, helping identify some of the students that are interested in this sort of STEM pathway? Well, many students self-identify before they come to college that they want to do science, like Kahea. Mm-hmm. Others know, they, they're very, they may be very specific, I want to be a doctor. I want to work in fisheries. Those, those 
guys are easy because we know right away they're going to do something in science. Mm -hmm. But there's also recruitment from students. You know, all of us have parents that did all different kinds of jobs. And some students, their parents weren't scientists or they didn't do something sciencey, But they learned in school, like, wow, I really liked that class, that little introduction science class. And this is something that's for me. Mm -hmm. Like, that happened to me. Both my parents were scientists and I became a scientist. But I call myself an imposter scientist because (laughs) if they had been something else. Is that fake science? No, that's not fake science. I mean, I I, I learned to love it for my environment. But Uh some students realize when they're in school, wow, this is really fun and this is really cool. So both of those populations, the sort of early identifiers, sometimes, you know, people are from the time they're six years old, they liked rocks (laughs) or they liked fish or something. But um, then there's also those guys who are they discovered along the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. Now, Jolene, you know, Gail and Kahea talked about maybe some of the that, that passion coming in and maybe kind of that health overlapping piece. Can you tell me more about your program, the environmental program, and more specifically this symposium? Uh, that sounds like something that in, fa- in fact extends broader than simply Chaminade. Oh, that's symposium. Oh, that, that's yeah. and, and in our STEM, in, in natural sciences and math, the division in, at Chaminade where the, all the STEM majors are, there's five majors. Mm-hmm. And s- environmental studies is one mm-hmm. of those. The others are biology, biochemistry, forensic science, and... Well, biology has two majors. Oh, yes. So it's four disciplines. Nursing. And nursing is, well, nursing is is separate, but they are considered part of our STEM program, even Mm -hmm. though they're a different department. So Mm -hmm. as you guys can imagine, although they're all science, they they vary from the very molecular all the way up to environmental studies where students may be bridging a gap between nature and policy. So I get a lot of criminal justice majors in my class, and I'm always telling them, guys, there are jobs out there where you get to carry a gun and protect nature. So there's it goes from the the importance of the reduction reductionistic science the cellular stuff like Jolene knows and does to all the way up to people managing the forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jolene, are you jealous that I mean, are you going to be getting yourself a micro pipette for your bio, your <laughs> laboratory <laughs> techniques class? Absolutely, we definitely. the The great thing about our students coming in is that even when they do self identify, um, we try to give them a really broad look at everything that they have. So they come in, they go, I want to be a doctor. We're like, okay, that's great. We encourage that. But have you ever looked at these other things that you could do to benefit being a doctor, like doing some research or maybe getting a computer science degree as, I mean, as a minor to support you? So we try to get them a really broad base so that they can have as many options as they want. You know, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the idea of, of, of students going into a curriculum and then the idea of that curriculum being sort of this broad STEM arena. So we wanna, we're want going to take a short break. So I'm going to hold that thought. We'll continue our conversation with Jolene Cogbill, Gail Grabowski, and Kahealani Uahara from Shamanad. Of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Stephen Dubner. On the next Freakonomics Radio, is the American dream still a reality? You're twice as likely to realize the American dream if you're growing up in Canada rather than the U.S. If we had realized how traumatic the pace of change would have been, we would have had much better policies in place. That's next time on Freakonomics Radio. Hear Freakonomics at its new time, Sunday morning at 11. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. 
Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jolene Cogbill, Gail Grabowski, and Kahelani Uehara from Shamanad about STEM. Well, you know, right before the break, we were talking about the students coming in and they're interested in perhaps becoming a doctor or, you know, studying environmental studies. But uh, Jolene, I mean, in terms of STEM and the idea of this sort of classification of a STEM pathway, how do you differentiate between this sort of STEM pathway versus them wanting to go in any of the corresponding disciplines? How is that different than anything else? What's, what's a, what is it about their STEM, uh, let's say, emphasis? For Chaminade, well, I mean, STEM is so broad, mm-hmm. and it keeps broadening even like on a national and federal level. They keep adding additional topics that become STEM. So it is kind of hard. I mean, STEM's a catch-all these mm-hmm. days. And so... It's just, are you interested in asking questions? I mean, I guess that's how how I think about STEM, right? Are you curious? If you're curious and you want to come in and want to know how something works, why something works, right? What can you do to make it better? Mm -hmm. That's STEM. It's... It's it's really just a very broad, and, there, and the students have to identify for themselves what it means for them. Is there any benefit in in um, let's say giving it a name of, of STEM? Like you're in the STEM pathway versus you're a biologist or you're a zoologist or you're in chemistry or you're in math. I think students in general on their own kind of narrow their focus. So if you were to ask them, at least at the college level, they don't say, oh, I'm in STEM. They say, I'm a nurse. I am a forensic scientist. Mm-hmm. I'm a biochemist. They do tend to like to narrow down and focus on what it is they think they want to go do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Kahea, as a student then, I mean, you you have a very clear focus on what you want to study and where you want to go. Certainly, you might be open to exploring other things. But it sounds to me that this Shamanad program does also kind of, you know, keep that tent big enough so that you do see kind of the broader family of STEM um, research areas. Right. Actually, I came into Shamanad as a pre-med student, so I thought I wanted to go to dental school. And through summer internships and research at Shamanad, all of my lab bench work, I decided that I wanted to pursue a PhD in biochemistry as opposed to working in medicine. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Gail, you know, when a student comes in and they may have already the interest in, in going a science uh, pathway, does STEM as a as a not a curriculum, but as a uh, program and framework, do you have the opportunity to influence students that are doing, let's say, English or, or maybe uh, a hum- you know, humanities to also explore some STEM aspects of, of that um, curriculum? Sure. So a lot of people have interests that are more more than one field. And especially if that can play into a career, I mm-hmm. think we really foster that. So let's say Kahea said she wanted to be a biochemist, but she also wanted to teach people about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe she liked documentaries or something. You know, we'd encourage her, you need to be a great biochemist, but maybe also you're going to have an education piece. If, if the major isn't too huge, and some of the STEM majors are big because there's a lot of skill and expertise that they have to gain along the way, the environmental major is not big because we actually favor them finding a second something to focus on. Mm -hmm. Do I want to be an environmental policy person or an Mm -hmm. environmental scientist? Or do I want to be a a manager out in the field and I need to know policy, um, et cetera? So I think there's a definite opportunity. And you know how it is? Students discover themselves along the way. So they'll say, oh, I'm really artsy. I'm really artsy. But I like to form beliefs based on evidence. I say, well, then you're a scientist who has an artistic bent because science is all about Mm. basing beliefs and evidence. And so we can we can find places where they can be 
be a scientist, but maybe be an illustrator or, you know, combine who they are into their field. And I always tell the students, you guys, when you're doing your science, you need to, and I think we get to do this in Chaminade, they need to work in the lab, they need to work in the field, they, they experience the different ways science is done, and, the, you know, they become surprised that, oh, I thought it would be so cool to be at the lab bench working with little test tubes, and but that's not for me, but my lab partner loves it. I actually like to be out in the water mm-hmm, doing something. Mm-hmm. And so there's a definite discovery period, and that can be writ large or writ narrow. Maybe you love microbiology, but you're like, I'm not sure if I want to do genetics or cell biology or work with bacteria. So, you know, that's part of our job is to expose them to all these things yes. and mm-hmm. help STEM them to choose. STEM is going a lot more cross-disciplinary. Yeah. I mean, that's the big push nationally. And I know that within our department at Chaminade, we're pushing that more too. You know, it's not about just being biochemistry or just biology. We, we're really encouraging our students to go ahead and get a minor. Maybe, maybe We try to make it easy for them if they want a double major within our department and another department. And, um, for instance, forensic science and criminal justice right now, they're doing some kind of cross-disciplinary program. Mm-hmm. And so that's becoming more and more common at Chaminade because our students are mm-hmm. asking for it. They want broader-based skills. And even with the Ho'ulu scholarships, which are these full scholarships that we have for 70 uh, Hawaiian students. They can go to students, by the way, at Kamehameha Schools, in the DOE, who came from charter schools, who even came from the mainland. Mm-hmm. We have as a goal or the vision of that program is to try to create, through STEM education, you know, a healthy, prosperous, just, and sustainable lahui or world. So mm-hmm. even if they're majoring, you know, Kahea in her, in her degree may do something that also affects justice issues, mm-hmm, you know, social mm-hmm. justice issues. So so even in our vision of, of them, you know, coming and wanting to be a scientist, we say, let's make sure they see the broader implications. Mm-hmm. So let me to turn it over to Kahea. Now, like Gail said, you know, we're lucky sometimes that people come in and they've self-identified and they're going for STEM or science and that we can help them on that path. And so I can almost see that even for the broader, and you're mentioning even the broader curriculum at Chaminade, is you want to expose other interests in science and say that this is something you could do. But how about the other way? I mean, have you been able to envision how your specific passion and your field of study could still give you an opportunity to get into music or performing arts or, or law? I mean, are you, is, does it work the other way in terms of broadening your horizons to, from being a STEM student to being a uh, um, a broad horizon student. Right. So I've done a lot of summer program internships, and I've got I've done that through the help of um, Dr. Cogbo Jolene, actually, who's helped me with my application processes. Processes. And so last summer, I went to University of Pennsylvania and did a summer internship working in one of the cancer bio labs that they have there. And there, I was exposed to the postdocs or the postdocs working in the lab and what they want to do after they finish up their postdoc. Um, so one person wanted to go into teaching, which is kind of the normal route that PhDs in sciences usually go. And another person wanted to go into journal editing. So she really likes English. So she wants to get a PhD in science. And she wanted to, or she did get a PhD in science. And then she wants to go and edit journals. Um, a lot of people do get involved in like policy working and looking at the science perspectives. So I've met people through my internships and I've been exposed through that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Jolene, <coughs> you know, in terms of uh, 
usually we hear of STEM in high schools because you know that's where a lot of students are trying to get a feel for what's interesting to them and what they are thinking about in terms of careers and how they will ultimately end up going, let's say, higher ed- education and, and applying themselves to a specific uh, field of study. But then when, when I hear about STEM at the college level, um, I'm, I'm a, a little bit curious about how much of it is, is um, really needed to be focused around this sort of STEM idea versus just getting them focus around their being successful in the in the let's say the biology or the zoology or the anthropology that they're studying i guess so what i'm getting at is stem to me has been sort of this area where at high school you can get them to focus in on studying something that is more geared around the science engineering you know technology but in college it's already they're already at a level where their their path you know their pathway exists toward a specialty. Right. Right. So I'm what I'm curious about is where is it that STEM is best applied? Is it the concepts of STEM, is it best applied at the entry level or is it even along the pathway where a student is going toward her PhD or going toward her master's, you also need to apply some some STEM influence? I- I think it needs to go even below high school. I think it really needs to be in our you know, middle schools and below that, in our third, fourth, fifth. You know, I think the best application for any education, including STEM, is as early as possible. So it's more early as opposed to college and, and you yeah, know, post-grad. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think some of the things that we struggle with at the college level when they get to us and they don't have enough of the broad-based STEM. And so we're trying to help them get focused on a career path but we're having to take a couple steps back some time to get everybody on the same page. And so if, you know, the, the high schools, they do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. But we need even more. It needs to start earlier than that. And mm-hmm. I know the middle schools mm-hmm. work really hard to do it. But I, I really think it just needs to be hit the ground running, right? Get them in at the first, second grade level and get them excited. Well, you know, I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, where you're headed, Kahea, and also the idea of the the special scholarship that's available for students coming in with a STEM background. So we will take a short break. We will continue our conversation with Jolene Cogbill, Gail Grabowski, and Kahealani Uehara. And of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Hawaii Pacific University and Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa, and we're talking to Gail Grabowski, Jolene Cogbill, and Kahelani Wehara from Shamanad about STEM. Now, the idea of, of STEM at the university level, we've already kind of uh, beat that to death. But I'm interested now in the, the ability for you f- through scholarship program to encourage students to actually come in through this STEM pathway. So, Gail, tell me about that. Well, I, I'm going to segue into that from what uh, Dr. Cogbell just said, mm-hmm. is that the, talking about having them get involved early. People are interested in STEM when they're young, and they may not realize it. Often their families, you know, they love to go outside, they hike, they fish, they collect for laymaking, you know, whatever they're doing. And they have to realize that is actually knowledge of nature. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and that that can bring you on in to the program from the time you're little. So in little kid time, all the all the folks I've had some wonderful students who are really good fishermen, and it's like I'm like you are the best field guy in the world. All we have to do is teach you the methodology of science and the formalities to to do the research, mm -hmm. um, and so. Ask me the second part again. Bert. So, so you know what I what I think is really great, <laughs> and I, I I wish this was more. Uh, let's say a, there was more knowledge about this uh, pathway or entry into university and college uh, when I graduated. Oh. But you know the, the the idea that you are actually out there looking for students yes. that are. Yes already interested in STEM, they're already yes. taking classes, they've already shown a, a great aptitude for STEM, and oh, by the way, here's some money yes. to make it a little bit more easy to get you know, enrolled in college. So That's great. So Chaminade's offering these amazing uh, full rides. It's four years full tuition, travel to conferences, summer courses, uh, the fees to take their course, their, their tests if they want to go to graduate school, and the housing if they're from neighbor islands or rural hmm. Oahu. So we're trying to you know, make it easy to come in so, and do this thing and who is the the ben i mean who is the the um uh, person putting the money uh, up front. Partnership between Kamehameha Schools and Chaminade. Okay. Yeah, and this was recently developed. Um, Chaminade also has a lot of other scholarships. We're really good about that. So people sometimes say, Chaminade's expensive, but most of our students, I think it's 80%, I heard, actually have scholarships. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. But we need to uh, get them in there and to realize where all the careers are. A lot of students come in saying, I want to be a dentist, I want to be a doctor, and then along the way, we, it's our job to help them see, no, there's actually jobs at the local level, at in the government, in the private sector, in businesses that are asking scientific questions like Oceanit or, you know, there's just a million places that the students can work. But it's our job to show them these are the skills you need and these are where the jobs are. Mm -hmm. and they're, they're, whose parents know where all the jobs are? this are. is how you can afford it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the great thing about the whole Ulu Scholarship is we have our first cohort right now. It's 32 Native Hawaiian students mm -hmm. um, in one of the five majors biochemistry, biology, forensic science, nursing, or environmental studies. Um, they can double major. As long as they have declared one of those majors, they qualify for this uh, this scholarship. Um, so we have another cohort coming up the coming year. We have 35 places. We've had, I think, 12 or 13 applications so far. So, how so are we have you a getting... lot of spots to fill for okay. this scholarship well, next so year. I'm glad you're on the show because I, I, you know, this is one mechanism by which we can get the word out. But how would you normally get the word out to, to students in high school that this great, let's say, scholarship, this program, this opportunity – is available. This is so new that we're just doing everything we possibly can. Shamanad recently had a whole uh, workshop with a lot of the high school counselors to come just to promote our majors, and we made sure to tell them about all of these opportunities mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to do a lot of more outreach with the high school uh, counselors to try to help them, oh, as well we as you know, little news, you know, mm -hmm. putting it in the media and mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. we can. And then, of course, word of mouth. Absolutely. Well, I know uh, we have a lot of neighbor island listeners, so I'm glad to hear that part of the support can help a neighbor island student make that transition because certainly finding housing and living uh, here could be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. we love having students, as I mentioned, and that always is because we have the opportunity to ask this question of our student. So, Kahea, it sounds like to me, I can't ask, you know, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? You have a clear plan. But what <laughs> is the next milestone that you're currently charging toward? So I am in the process of grad school interviews. So I applied wow. back in December. Um, Ho'olu actually helped me with the GRE preparation, the standardized test taking. 
And I applied. I sent in my application in December, and so I've been getting interviews. And so I'm actually going off to an interview next week. Um, I've got a few acceptances, but I know that I am going to pursue a PhD in biochemistry, and I'd like to do some cancer research. So I like focusing on cancer from a biochemical perspective. So looking at like the signaling, certain signaling cascades, and that type of stuff versus the oncology and gene type of. Cancer bio. Do you have a short list of dream grad school opportunities? Um, University of Pennsylvania is actually on my top mm. list, and so I was recently accepted to their PhD program. So I'm happy Excellent. about that. Um, and also Tufts University in Boston, their School of Medicine has the graduate biomedical sciences. So I'm also looking at that school. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to go on to. And the next right. week she goes to Vanderbilt for her interview. Wow, that's great! Well, I think uh, you've got a great future ahead of you, Kaya. So, uh, Jolene, people who want to find more information on these Ho'oulu uh, STEM scholarships, where can they go to learn? They more? can go to the Shamanad website and uh, www.shamanad.edu/backslash/ho'oulu spelled H-O-O-U-L-U, mm-hmm. or they can um, email ho'oulu at shamanad.edu. And they can also call 739-8551 and talk to Dr. Christian Aoli, who is our academic navigator for the Ho'ulu Scholarship. Well, very good. We'll put all of that information on our website as well at bitemarkscafe.org. And, of course, Jolene Cogbill is the assistant professor. Gail Grabowski is director of environmental studies. And, of course, Kahel Lani is uh, uh, Uehara is a STEM student majoring in biochemistry over at Shamanad University. I want to thank you all for joining us thank today. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure. And thank you for listening to Bite to for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Please join us next week when we're going to talk about the High Seas Program and the Mission to Mars. And if you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And of course, if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong, and our executive producer is Beth Ann Kozlovich. Stay safe, and until next week, we'll see you on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.